The Sunday of Akuli, the third Sunday in Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Akuli is from the book of the Exodus, the eighth chapter. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land, so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and on your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. This is the word of the Lord. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, 
unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it happened, as he spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and the breasts which nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. 
and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Lord of our life and God of our salvation, star of our night and hope of every nation, hear and receive your church's supplication. Lord God Almighty, see round your ark the hungry billows curling, see how your foes their banners are unfurling, and with great spite their fiery darts are hurling. O Lord, preserve us. Lord, be our light when worldly darkness veils us. Lord, be our shield when earthly armor fails us, and in the day when hell itself assails us, grant us your peace, Lord. Peace in our hearts where sinful thoughts are raging. Peace in your church, our troubled souls are swaging. Peace when the world its endless war is raging. Peace in your heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against a house falls. 
If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. This is the word of the Lord. The child is to be the most esteemed among the faithful. It is the child who is wisest among you, though the least educated. It is the child who is the most faithful among you, though the least knowledgeable. It is the child who understands God better than any of you adults, though the least theologically trained. If you wish to learn what it is like and what it looks like to be a good, faithful Christian, look to the children here. The children are better than you adults because the children believe what Jesus tells them and the children do not seek further explanation. The children are better because they believe in what they cannot see without requiring evidence. They trust blindly which is no detriment when such trust is born of love. They see monsters and rightly fear. But what do you see? Nothing. Clothes on a chair. The wind. A stray stuffed animal. Anything, truly, except that which the child sees. The child is not misled, You are simply blind, too seeing to see, too learned to learn, too open-minded for new things, too open-eared to hear. You have been around the block a time or two, which gives you a survivalist's wisdom at the expense of imagination. You take for granted the world around you because you have been in it for so long, but the child who is new and who is young does not. Sometimes, especially in matters of faith, the simplest answer is truly the best. Perhaps the schools of theologians and theological doctors could do well to sit at the feet of the church's children in an effort to regain that lost love, that abandoned simplicity. In the case of the exorcism recorded by St. Luke, the simplest answer is indeed the best. How is it that Jesus is able to cast out the demon of muteness? Those who marvel and believe in Jesus simply assert, but correctly, that it is by the finger of God. If he casts out demons and if he wields the finger of God, he must then be the Christ. There is none other who has command of the wicked angels as does God himself. 
If I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. As the psalmist confesses regarding the plagues of Egypt, he cast on them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation, and trouble by sending angels of destruction among them. He has done this all before. There should be no question about his identity, even in the flesh. However, those who hate Jesus and become jealous of him demean that simple explanation. They choose one more fitting to the thinking man, to the adult, not the simple child. He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Jesus' response to that accusation cuts deeper than surface-level logic. The surface level is this. If I wielded the power of Satan, why would I cast out the allies of Satan? How does that benefit Beelzebub, the prince of the demons? A house divided cannot stand. A nation at war with itself cannot thrive. A culture at war with itself cannot endure. Yet Jesus' response is also an indictment against those who do not believe. Jesus' house is not divided, nor will it ever be. The kingdom of God, which abides within the church, shall endure forever, as Christ has already promised. For it is one holy, catholic, and apostolic faith. And as St. Paul writes, Here is one body and spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. The kingdoms of the world, of the devil, and of death are not one. They are not united. They are divided. Thus they fall. The Jewish people, too, are divided. The people of the law do not receive the law. That is, they do not receive Christ. Therefore, their faith in the law turns against itself, and being thus turned becomes divided, and being thus divided comes to nothing. Jesus' response to the unbelievers and the envious confesses himself as the Christ, the indivisible flesh and person of the triune Godhead. It also informs them that if they are not of his kingdom, they are of the divided kingdom destined for destruction. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. The child asks simply, Why do the grown-ups not believe what Jesus does? Why do the grown-ups not believe and see what Jesus tells me to see and to be aware of? The adult asks unimaginatively, Why are the children so worried? Are there not fewer demons and fewer miraculous cleansings in our day? Have not things changed since the days of Jesus? The only thing that has changed is that you were once a child and now you are not. You are like children who have flown away from Neverland, once you knew that to lead was to follow, to rule was to serve. 
To know was to listen. But now you have grown up and are unable to return. Now the monsters you feared as a child are just as real, but you are not afraid of them because you have chosen to stop up your ears to them, close your eyes to them, and pretend in adult wisdom that if you cannot see them, then they do not exist. You are more childish in adulthood than you were in childhood. Look to the description of this particular demon for the answer to your adult question. It is a demon of muteness. When Jesus casts the demon out, the mute man speaks. Just because you do not see Hollywood effects in your daily life does not mean there are no monsters, nor uh, does it mean there are no spiritual enemies, no wicked spirits, evils, or dangers of demons. Your children know this for they are not burdened with overdeveloped intellect or overactive rationality as you are. The child is like the faithful Jews and Gentiles who believed in Christ. Spirits cast out of them, as they are cast out of your children in baptism, seek to return home, but they cannot. Faith resides. There is no room for squatters. The truth that your children see, know, and experience is this. There are not fewer demons. There are more. And the reason there are more is because there are fewer exorcisms to expel them. And the reason there are fewer exorcisms to expel them is because you are all too much adults to live the life of faith. Because with no childlike imagination, fear, love, or trust, you attempt to do the very thing Jesus was accused of doing, casting out your demons by the power of demons. What this means practically is that your trust is in science, politicians, legislation, militaries, princes, money, medicine, land, property, and so much else. But is your first instinct to pray? Are you as disciplined in your devotion to Christ as you are in your devotion to your sports team of choice at any and all levels of play? Who will solve your problems? Will the president? Will the governor? Will politicians? Will legislation? Will arms? Will doctors? Will scientists? Will medicines or vaccines or treatments? Will money? Will any idol do that? The child is right to question why the grown-ups seem distant, though close. The grown-ups attempt to cast out their demons of whatever sort by the power of demons, but not by the power of Christ. The longer that lasts, the more friends the old demons once expelled from your life will invite back to that newly cleansed pad. Nevertheless, while the children may be smarter and more perceptive, they are also weaker and more easily corrupted. The house divided cannot stand, and neither will the divided household. Parents, sweep your houses clean. 
Listen to Jesus and know that there are real enemies pursuing you and especially your children. Become children again yourselves at the urging and admonishment of St. Paul. Be imitators of God as dear children. Children, flee to your parents. Keep them honest. Remind them to pray. For there is no greater accusation of conscience and no greater motivation than the child's voice asking the simple question, Why are we not praying? Why are we only Christians on Sundays? Why do we not fight the enemy? Finally, parents and children and all Christians, flee yourselves to Christ. He wields the finger of God, and at his word all demons flee. Remain with him, and within his house. It is not divided. It will not fall. It will endure forever. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Catholic Church throughout the world, that it may maintain a counterculture amidst the culture in the Holy Word of God and the unsullied teachings of the blessed apostles, let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord who sent out his apostles would continue to bless his apostolic office for the blessings of strength, endurance, perseverance, courage and steadfastness to be given to all bishops, pastors, chaplains of the armed forces, and missionaries, both domestic and abroad, let us pray to the Lord. For all Christian peoples, for strength of confession, resolve of will, rigidity of faith, and purity of life, for true penitence amidst the great Lenten fast, for Christian households as sacred refuge from the world, for all Christian marriages as icons of divine love, and for Christian youth, both young and old, that they would remain firmly grounded upon the rock of their faith's foundation and not be swept away by the current of the age. Let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world, especially the United States of America, Russia, and Ukraine, for their people and for their rulers, for upstanding leaders of good character and wisdom, for peace and concord, for an end to all violence, warfare, bloodshed and strife, for the destruction of evil and evil intent and the rule of love, for the preservation of justice and the defense of the innocent, and for prosperity to abound among all nations let us pray to the Lord that the God to whom creation bows would grant unto the world deliverance from all error, relief from famine, protection from natural disaster, and freedom to all in captivity, especially those who suffer for his most holy name, and that God would send his holy angels to guard us in every endeavor. Let us pray to the Lord. 
for the Father's unfailing mercy upon those in anguish, those suffering with depression, those broken in heart and spirit, those struggling with addiction, those who fear, those who suffer, the unemployed, the destitute, and all the needy of this world, let us pray to the Lord. For the cross of Christ to be the glory of man, that the people of God would bear their crosses and follow their Lord down the Via Dolorosa to the Mount of Sacrifice, for all poor miserable sinners, especially the apostate and the pagan, that they may be made white in the blood of God and be made heirs to salvation and life everlasting, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician upon all the infirmities of man, granting an end to disease and health to the sick, especially to our brethren Sherry, Judy, Jim, Pam, Kenzie, Jeremy, Ron, Francis, Luann, Michael, and Shelley. For peace to the dying, especially to Reggie, Nadine, and Carol Jean. For comfort to the bereaved, and for everlasting peace to all servants and handmaidens who now rest in Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you are truly the Son of the living God. Have mercy upon us, we pray, that guided and defended by your mighty arm, we may be delivered from all demons, idols, perversions, and wickedness. Though we have deserved the wrath of the Father, we pray you to take away our sins and to look upon them no longer. Preserve us from all error, from all strife, from all sin, and from sudden and evil death. Grant unto us true faith, that in our wilderness of sin we may find aid and succor in you, the only word made flesh that proceeds from the mouth of the Father, the true bread of life that comes down from heaven. May we, in humility and love, find at your cross the mercy seat of God's altar, and in your flesh and blood the source of all our life and living, even as you now reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 